yeah, we're live. Yeah, that's, as, that's as close to a real start as we've ever had. We did it. So welcome to the uh, the World Championship <laughs> version of whatever our podcast is. The one we never thought we'd do. And so it's, it would be very irresponsible of me to drink beer this early in the morning, even though I would be drinking it out of, I'm still terrible at this, my World Series champion pint glass. Oh, so, I so we're gonna do it. So we're gonna do it. Nice. Why? I had um, Wait till you see this. I'm not even gonna tell you what it is until you see the color. Tell me. We can describe it for those who are only listening and not watching. It's gonna take a second. So you know, fill some time. Cool. I am drinking out of a blue mug, but I do have a World Series plastic cup that I actually got at the game. I went. To oh, that's very nice. They that's lost. Like a, an authentic keepsake. It is. That that's one of the. Only cups I've ever um, brought home uh, from a game. It was kind of gross. What color would you describe that as? Amber. See, I to me, this is uh, Ryan Braun's urinal sample. Urine sample. The urinal sample is good, too. Because it'll turn more red in a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm finishing off my uh, summer beer, since summer is over, finally. Um, this is a Bell's Poolside. It comes in a can, so you can drink it by the pool and not break it and cut your foot open it's a belgian wheat with cherry because it's from traverse city michigan and everything in fucking traverse city michigan has to have cherries in it i know because i lived there for three years so there we go cheers so so election time Uh, (laughs) let's break we're gonna break that down we're going to have a variety of guests on. Chuck Todd's going to join us in about 15 minutes. <laughs> well, as we mentioned. Tim Russert's um, kid. What the hell? As we mentioned before the podcast, at least we have no reason to for the world to not end now. And we have no reason to stay in this country anymore. <laughs> because the Cubs, of course, have won the World Series. I have, I have an idea. I'm going to call. I'll call Todd Ricketts probably. He'll be receptive to this idea. Now that the Cubs have won Is it <laughs> Major League Baseball. I think next year we all go to Japan and we win the Japanese league. Play it, just play over there next year. And there's got to be other leagues, other places. I think Australia has one. They play like in the now, I think. Um, So I think the Cubs just go on tour for the next several years, maybe four, and um, and literally become the world champions. They go win every league in every country. I like it. It's worth a shot. And we could follow them in a in a big van like a fish. Groupie. Yeah. We use Joe's you, van. Yeah, you're in charge of driving the van to Japan. Let's <laughs> see how that works. Um, I was gonna that that would be something we could pitch to Todd Ricketts, a, a van with um flippers on the wheels. You god, that'd be so cool. If it had a bike rack on it, he'd be for it. Him and his French wife. <laughs> was, she's pretty hot. I like the French's wife. <laughs> I think everybody has. Gross. Sorry, guys. Locker room. So locker. anyway, so uh, let's work our way backwards. Uh, we'll get to the okay. good stuff later. Um, you went to the parade. I did. Well, <laughs> you could say that. I went. I took a train down to the city. Um, I got a. I got Union Station probably about eight, a little bit before eight a.m. Thinking, oh, <laughs> well, okay. And I'm. I didn't. I didn't underestimate this as much as most people did because I went with my mom, my uh, older sister, my nephew, who's a huge Sox fan, and my girlfriend. And um, my mom was like, well, 
She's like, I wonder how many people are going to be down there. Like probably like two or three million. I'm like, I eat. I, and I, to be fair, and I said the Cubs were in a sweep in four, so I'm not the greatest at predictors. But I was like, I, I, right, I was right on the money. I'm like, I bet you at least five million people are going to be here because I was, I was like, how many people were down here for the Hawks? Like, I didn't even count the Sox. I'm like, but how many people were down here for the Hawks? Because I bet it's a, I bet it's double that because this is an historic event. And um, she's like, oh, I think they read like two point five. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going with five. I'm like, I'm saying at least five million people. We got so we walked over to Grand Park or like around Grand Park. By the time we were close, by the time we hit Michigan Avenue, um, my mom was like, "She's like, well, you know, should we try and get into Grand Park?" I'm like, "We needed to be here about twelve hours ago <laughs> if you wanted yeah. to actually get into the into the um, uh, uh, rally." So we very very slowly worked our way up because just it was already a ton of people. It was a gorgeous day, fortunately. Um, but we very slowly worked our way up to Randolph in Michigan. If you guys are familiar with Chicago, um, which is let me right pull here. up a Google map here. I'll yeah, we'll tour our way around it. My sister uh, found a, a, a satellite shot or a helicopter shot of that intersection um, up from the day of and sent it to me. Uh, I, it's uh, maybe I'll see if I can figure out how to screen share it, but um, of where we were, it was it was insane. But that was right where the um, the the Pirelli the parade turned or the the yeah where the parade turned so the, we saw about a dozen ten or twelve um, trolleys coming through first when the parade because first of all they left forty five minutes or fifty minutes late so we're just standing on the sidewalk for an hour and a half two hours before we see anything um, and so then the the trolleys start coming and we're taking pictures I couldn't I'm five nine so I couldn't really see anything um, and but, you know I could see the tops of these trolleys going by. And so I put um, my nephew up on my shoulders and he's trying to take pictures. And then my sister pointed out, I'm like, I haven't seen anyone that I recognize. And my sister's like, I, it's probably a bad sign that the people on the trolleys are taking more pictures than us than we are of them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's probably like staff and media and, and like families of, of um, which just turns out that's what it was uh, of the players. And so when they actually did come through, um, it was pretty cool. My, my nephew got a really good shot of Hayward holding the trophy. Uh, it was, it was cool, but then we didn't even bother trying to go toward, um, the rally afterwards. Cause we knew we had no chance at that. So, um, we, then it took about 45 minutes to cross Michigan Avenue after that, <laughs> the, cops, the cops did whatever, an okay job, I suppose. Um, I feel like they could have done maybe better um, at what they were supposed to be doing. Oh, here. Let me see if I can screen share this. Uh, we're doing this live. And if you're listening to this, sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, it took them forever to open up Randolph so people could actually clear out. One, and there was a very... <laughs> there was a very tenuous grip on the civil civility that... I was like, if anyone freaks out, this whole crowd's going to freak out. And then sure enough, this one guy who's probably 6'2", six, 6'3", six, six, probably 250, all of a sudden is like, there's fucking kids in this crowd. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's the guy. Because like I wasn't – I mean, it was me – and then, you know, three women and then my 13-year-old nephew. And I'm like, shit, I'm the guy that has to protect them if anything happens. And I'm like, oh, no, that's the guy that did it. And is, sure enough, like everyone around, they're like, calm down. Just calm down. We're all, we all want to get out of here. So 
Um, I heard there was like less than 30 arrests, which is pretty good considering how many, how many people were down there. Um, and which, and I saw, you know, those old, I don't know if you uh, went, how recently you've been on the, on, um, Michigan Avenue, but they have those very old timey, um, bus stops, uh, <laughs> like, that are probably 15 feet high. Uh, there was a kid that was, I'm sure quite drunk that was on top of it. And everyone was chanting for him to jump off of it. Then I was like, oh, it was probably 20 yards away as we're trying to work our way back across Michigan Avenue. And I'm like, don't, no, don't. Like, it's not, don't do it. <laughs> and so um, he he didn't even bother, like, scooting his butt toward the end of it and just kind of, like, at least getting himself a little bit lower to the ground. He just jumped, like, feet down. At least he didn't try and crowd surf into the into the crowd. But from 20 yards away... I heard him hit. Um, <laughs> so and over all the noise of the crowd, and I'm like that. Like a bag he, of wet cement. Yeah. I'm like, he he probably doesn't know now, but I guarantee he wakes up with a broken ankle. Um, so And then there was, I saw a crowd, I saw a video of a girl crowd, like falling backwards, doing a truss fall off like a light pole into a crowd um, that they caught her, but then they sort of tipped her over. Like she, the momentum carried her over backwards and she hit the ground. Um but all in all, I, I think people were okay. I saw one group of paramedics have to treat to someone I think that was just had been standing for in the middle of Michigan Avenue forever. But for the most part, it was very cool. And then we went up to um, I, I figured it was my Friday was shot at that point anyhow. So we went up to um, Wrigleyville and um, just to kind of be in the in the area and. <laughs> they had blocked off because you know everyone was writing in chalk on on the the walls of Wrigley. They had blocked off Wrigley with a bunch of cops, which to me didn't make any sense because if someone wants to do something to Wrigley, they're just going to wait. I mean, you can't guard it for the entire off season, so yeah. they're just going to wait. So, um, but <laughs> this is how stupid people are. So everyone started writing in chalk on like the rooftop walls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just go home and write on a brick wall by your house and just take a close-up picture of that because there's no difference. Um, so we did that, and then I got to go. I, I don't know if you noticed, but my old chewed-up ratty yeah, hat. Well, this one, this one's not super new either, but I was – I, I thought you'd have one of the World Series champion ones. I'm like, eventually going to get that when I can find it, but I decided my old ratty one I, I put on my uncle's grave, who was a big – took me to my first Cubs game um, this week. Well, no, he took me. He took you to the first game. Yeah, there weren't any games. As my misplaced modifier. This week, I I, I was able to go visit <laughs> my my uncle's grave, who taught me to be a Cubs fan. And I remember my my earliest memory of heckling um, <laughs> was my uncle yelling. We had he would always get good seats. He was he's an attorney as well, and he um uh, had scalped the seats one time. And I remember him yelling at Paul Ossenmacher. <laughs> he's like Ossenmacher. You couldn't hit water because he was trying to get up there and lay down a bunt. And he's like, you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat. And at whatever I was, eight years old at the time, I thought that was the most clever thing that anyone had ever said. So um, it was very cool. It was very, uh, yeah, it was a good little. So um, I don't know if it's Crane or Tom Ricketts that was calling it the parade Cubstock. Yeah, so were there was was there bad acid and people having sex right there I, in the middle of Grandpa? Well, I'll tell you what, I have never smelled. It was I felt like a Buffett concert. It was everyone there was high <laughs> except me. It was very, very, very 
um, aggressively. Just and there sidle was, up next to people and, you know. There were so many high school games. There, there was one, the only time I was all, almost got into it with someone was some, we're, as we're trying to work our way up to Randolph, some high school kid is is walking by and just unnecessarily throw, oh, Madden, Magna Carta pointed out that it was Madden, that we call it the Cub Stock the first time. Okay. Well, that figures. Yeah. Then uh, he just kind of lowered his shoulder and just threw it into my chest. And I'm like, okay, but <laughs> like, no need, no need for that, you moron. So um okay here okay here we go uh oh, are we still sharing this thing yeah i want to i just want to show you where i was because my sister even did the favor of um circling this is, it this is riveting so far so can you see this oh here it comes no that's me hi everybody <laughs> well look now something's making noise I, and i'm screen sharing this is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not working. Okay. Well, uh, technology. Oh, okay. Never mind. You send it to me, but I can put it up. Okay. So oh, let's uh, talk about something else, and then we'll get back to that. Okay. Um, I wondered, do you think that Never. this offseason, especially, a lot of Cub fans in their 70s and 80s are just going to die? Mm-hmm. because like when, they'd only been hanging on to see the Cubs win a World Series, and now they have nothing left to live for, and they'll just yeah. give them. Yeah. Like when a couple, like when the, the one of a couple dies, and then the other one just dies. <laughs> just they, gives up. Yeah. Just, yeah. my, uh, my grandpa used to joke about that because uh, my grandma died 19 years before he did, and he would talk about that. He's like, you know, they say couples who are really in love. When one dies, the other <laughs> one goes right away. <clears throat> well, I just thought that was funny. I'm gonna just share this on Twitter. Okay, good. That's that'll that'll be better. So if you aren't following me on Twitter, I'm at Hired <laughs> Uh Okay, I'll just tweet this out. Um, yeah, no, I. Well, and you know what? I I, I wrote something a little bit about this before. Um, Wait, you wrote it? Not something? Yeah, and actually, you guys, I I swear to God, I am writing something about the whole thing, and because I, I everyone, I don't want to do the same take that everyone's doing, and I loved your I loved your um, post about it. It was just as about mm-hmm. well, tell. <laughs> no, it was as well said as no. I'm being serious. It was as well said as anything could be. So I want to do something significantly different than that because um, I can't <laughs> significantly different than being well said. No, no, yeah, That's exactly. Good. Well, because I know I can't. Well, just. Um, Take whatever David Hall wrote and just copy that. Just correct all the spelling errors and typos. Um, uh, and um, so it's it's forthcoming, but it's more difficult than I expected it was to write. One of my favorite things was even days after the World Series, there were still fans who were calling radio stations to bitch about Joe's pitching decisions <laughs> yeah well and in all honesty it's like, thanks, it's like thanks. okay yes it was about it was bad but they just won the world series yeah maybe focus on that thank god they did win it though because he was to gonna be a goat oh yeah it was gonna be bad <laughs> he didn't i mean that to me was the biggest when the ridiculous the rajay davis home run which i still don't think actually happened um yeah. i remember just sitting there thinking now this is the next shit that we have to live with mm-hmm. for God knows how long. You just pile it on top of everything else. Um, and I haven't seen, I was really expecting this. I was expecting to see some hot takes from Cardinal fans about how 
The Cubs only won the World Series because there was a rain delay and Jason Hayward using all of the leadership skills he learned in his one year with Yachty <laughs> rallied the troops. And, and I was sure some, I'm sure somebody wrote it. I just haven't seen it. But although maybe they're just so pissed that, you know, Hayward got a ring that they can't vocalize that. But <laughs> I'm sure someone will try to take credit for his one year with the Cardinals, turning him into the kind of leader who would rally the Cubs. Oh God! Um, you can even see the bus stop that the dude jumped off in the picture that I just. Oh, good. That's gonna be a national historic landmark now. Yeah, always be able to see it when there's a little plaque put out there. But um, I don't know why baseball decided to give the uh, announce the Gold Glove winners on election night, but they did, and I didn't even know until Thursday that Yachty didn't win the gold glove at catcher. I know. Isn't that sad? Oh, I was crushed. I think he, I think he still is trying to throw someone out at second. And did you see who won the, then they give the platinum glove, which is for the best fielder overall. I didn't even know that. Did you see who won that for the national league? Is it, um, Russell Grichik? Close. It was Anthony Rizzo. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't I was shocked to see that. I was, you know, he is good. Although he had a little bit of the fight off the ground balls for a while there in the playoffs. Yeah. Three or four in a row, he was just kind of, you know, smacking <laughs> into the air. Well, but. the the one, the only time, well, not the only time, but the, the time that I thought, oh, God, because I don't know why everyone was panicking. And honestly, like, uh, three quarters of Cubs Twitter, just delete your Twitter accounts because you were insufferable during the playoffs. Are you really asking why Cub fans panicked? That's no, what I'm they do. That's the default I, move for everything. I know, but I'm asking why they panicked because we had told them that the Cubs were going to win the World Series before the World Series. And I, it was I very obvious. Never face an elimination game, and they kind of face like the three biggest ones you <laughs> possibly can. Well, I promised the sweep, so... <laughs> I, I only promised that sweep because I wanted to be there at game four and game four was arguably the worst game to watch yeah. of that entire world series. And I was there. So um, this year I was in the group of four, uh, well, three other guys and myself that split the season tickets. We have the two seats. Um, I don't, we just kind of randomly pick who we're going to go with. And I was paired up with the one guy. If you're listening to this, no offense, well, no offense, but um, I, I I didn't really know him as well as as the other guy that owned the tickets, and I I really don't know the other guy, um, and he was and he he's a very pet and passion Cubs fan. He was a former college uh, baseball player, and he knows the game, but he was so mad during this game. He he called he called Chris Bryant a pathetic loser. I pointed out. I pointed out that Bryant was probably going to win the MVP. He called Madden a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Um, He called them all pathetic losers. I'm like (laughs) they won 103 games. Yeah, and And the pennant, (laughs) the pennant, and the National League pennant. Yeah, and I know, and I know, Game Four was frustrating to watch, and I was there too. And um, and of course, yeah, that's when they fell into the (laughs) the huge hole that that normally is impossible to crawl out of. And so I got his frustration. But and this is a grown man, but. He at one point he went to the bathroom and I like looked around my section and I'm like 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm like, he's just, he's upset. And like he, and, and I get, I get why he was upset. And I was, of course, everyone was upset. Um, I'll tell you what. And even though that game, and, if, and it's easy to say in hindsight, because of the way it turned out, even though that game was so frustrating to watch live, it was the most surreal atmosphere. Like I, I met up with a few, um, a few dissipates, uh, before, um, Tonks was in, Oleg was in, Penfo was in. Uh, uh, um, I can't even remember Dan's screen name. <laughs> there was, if I'm forgetting anyone, sorry. Um, I met up with them before, and so then I took a Uber to north of Wrigley, and I've I don't think I've ever approached Wrigley from the north, so it was already a little bit surreal. And of course, all the streets north of Wrigley were all blocked off, and it was like you know twilight in October, so it was <clears throat> it was an unusual time to be approaching Wrigley with the sun setting it's so late it's it was it was like walking on a on a on a different planet approaching Wrigley it was such a cool feeling um it was obviously slammed like the concourse my seats are just if you're looking at the press box they're just to the left of the press box and they had had to of course had had additional press right underneath the press box so the aisle way by like right underneath the press box where a big um concession stand is was shrunk significantly because there was all these this plywood just put up for temporary housing i guess for the press i saw john greenberg there and he's like where's your coat oh, yeah. i'm freezing to death um but it was <laughs> it was uh i never thought i would see you well i did that lying about that i definitely thought um i would uh but i didn't expect it to be this soon i guess that i saw a world series game at wrigley field and it was and everyone's like well didn't you think about selling your tickets i'm like no <laughs> like paying face value for a world series ticket and yeah. at wrigley field was pretty good feeling so. my mom called on the what day was game three that was like a tuesday no uh because game four was a Saturday. Oh yeah, they were Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So she calls on Friday afternoon. At, uh, calls me at work and says, "What is there any way I could get you a ticket for that game?" <laughs> oh. And I go, "Well, no." Well, you got like eight. I always said, "Yeah, if you got like eight grand, oh, I can't afford that." But yeah, it's okay. It'll be. Fine. Oh, that's that's like my mom. She's. <laughs> I want to say, you know, you could have thought of that, you know, before. Well, my mom. Um. But no, I was, it was very nice, and I thanked her profusely and yeah. said, I'll be fine. I want to go drink in my house and pass out if they lose. And they did, and I did. <laughs> well, my mom, um, I forget which, I think it was a Friday. There was probably a Friday game for the DS last year. My mom's like, do you think we can make it to St. Louis before the game? Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, uh, probably. Like, I have a closing, but let's <laughs> go. Um, yeah, and also I had a buddy who texted me um right after game six and he's like we're leaving for st louis in a half an hour if you want to go or <laughs> not st louis we're leaving for cleveland in a half an hour and i'm like are you gonna are you gonna get tickets and he because i i couldn't afford it a, a scalp ticket to world series game seven and and he's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna see what we can do and I'm sitting there. I was I was super tempted, but I was first of all I was one and two in the postseason this year. Yeah, we noticed. I I, I hate to say that, but um, but I'm like ah, uh, but I also was like, you know, I I don't want to pay for a ticket, and I don't know the Cleveland, so I don't want to be just randomly picking a Cleveland bar 
And then it's going to go one of two ways. Cubs are either going to win, and I'm not going to be one of celebrating in front of these idiot, not idiot, but in front of these Cleveland fans, who I heard were kind of hostile from people that actually went. There's a video of one just walking up and punching out a Cub fan yeah. right after the end of the World Now, and we don't know what an asshole that Cub fan was. Oh, I, I assume that Cub fan was a total yeah, asshole. Yeah. Or, or two, the Cubs are going to lose, and I'm certainly not going to want to be in Cleveland for that. So I obviously didn't go. But then I asked them the next day, I'm like, so did you get – tickets and he's like yeah the kids can go to trade school so <laughs> yeah i think i got in a fight at a cub Sox game with a with a cub fan so of course you did at wrigley or at at u.s commiscular whatever it is now guaranteed the, rate. the big red arrow um the guy was just being a complete asshole and i didn't yeah. have any cub stuff on i just had like normal clothes on and i told him to shut the fuck up and he assumed i was a sax fan that's the took way a great affront to and um he uh reared back he took a he took a big wild drunken swing at me and before i could really do much security literally i came out of nowhere grabbed him and disappeared so that was kind of fun can we pause this for a second i just realized my dog is wandering around in the yard <laughs> i didn't realize that i hadn't closed the door Oh, that's nice. So I'll be right back. Look for his dog. Entertain everyone by yourself before you. All right, I'll do that. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, so I'll just tell you guys what I was going to tell um, Mike, which is, I don't know if you guys know this, but I write that little uh, column in the Athletic on Mondays, and um, so game four, five, game five. Well, Jesus, game five was on a Sunday night, and that's when I write the column. And so I had to pre-write because the game was going to go late and uh, I have a real job that I had to get up in the morning. So I had to write two versions of the column. So I wrote the one if they lost and then I wrote the one if they won. They're really not that much different. Um, so I was thinking that at some someday down the road, I will publish the column that I wrote in advance of the Cubs actually losing what did I miss? the World Series. You'll have to listen to the podcast to find out. But uh, it's very exciting. So the dogs are alive. I can hear you. I take it. Oh, I can't. Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Great. Um, we'll just edit that out and post. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on that. Cool. Um, so that was my personal anecdotes about going to Cubs playoff games. <laughs> the end. Um, uh, it's obviously the greatest world series story of all time right i mean i like a non-partisan media is saying that that was the greatest game seven of yeah. all Maybe well i think not just, go ahead it well yeah it's because of a combination of it was a great game although we didn't yeah. probably appreciate it because we were busy trying not to kill ourselves yeah but um when you consider what was at stake the fact yep. that it was not only the longest but also the second longest world series droughts yep. were both on the line at the same time and you had a rain delay, and you had extra innings. Um, and that, yeah, rain, it was pretty amazing. And at cool some point, I watched it again when I got back because I was in Vegas for games six and seven, which I mm -hmm. wasn't really happy about. But um, I saw game six in Caesar's Palace, which was kind of cool. And then game seven, the same people wanted to go out again on for game seven, and I'm like, no. <laughs> you went to Matt Caesar's house for it? Yeah, we went to Matt Caesar's. Well, yeah, and it's a, it's not, it's really not a palace. I don't know. It's, I'm a little upset that he calls it that. It's a, I mean, it's a nice trailer, but I wouldn't call it a palace. Um, and so they're like, hey, you want to go out again tonight? Good luck. I'm like, well, no. I I do not want to be around anyone for this. Yeah. I need to suffer in I did silence. I, I stay at home and watch it. 
itself. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Sorry. I was going to say, when I got to Vegas, I did, um, I bet on, because, you know, they were down by that point, they had won game five. So they were, they were down three games to two and you still got pretty decent odds. Best odds you gotten since like opening day on the Cubs. Um, so I just, I went down to the sports book and bet 20 bucks that they'd won the world series. And so when I won and I cashed it in, I'd won $64. I was going to say how much they're plus two ten. Yeah. Um, like a moron. All I did was I took, um, I took $50 of that and put it on to win next year. Cool. And they're only three to one next year. Um, and then I took some more money and I bet on, uh, Arsenal to win the premier league. Cause I really like to take money and just set it on fire. So that's what I did. So those are the two big bets I had. I, it's a good thing. I don't live in Vegas. Um, because, uh, I spent the next couple of nights, I would go down to the sports book and you could do like in-game betting on everything. And so I did, Oh, um, like whatever you call them, slip bets or whatever. You could bet on like who's going to score more points, right. Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant. And at halftime, they'll they'll adjust the odds, and you can bet on it again if you want. And you do all yeah. stuff. So after all that betting that I did for a week, I came out uh, up six dollars. So that's good. Pretty happy that I entertained myself for a week and didn't lose, you know, a small fortune. Um. Okay. Let's talk specifics. <laughs> so, one. My the best part about that World Series because I've already watched that final out, um, maybe in the hundreds of times. I am so fucking glad that Aroldis Chapman was not on the mound to ruin that last out for me for the rest of my life because I can't wait till he's a Yankee again and we never have to see him again if we don't want to, except maybe in the World Series. Um, because yeah, great, thank you. He was great in the in the regular season. He was fine in the postseason. But what a piece of shit that person is. And I hope he never, ever graces it. Like, I assume the Cubs are going, well, actually, you know what? Because someone was asking me, they're like, don't you think um, they'll try and bring him back? And I was like, you know, if this was the old regime, they'd probably throw like a, hey, olive branch offer at him just so the Cubs fans wouldn't bitch about how much we gave up for a rental. But I don't think this regime cares at all about that. And I... I hope they don't even give him an offer. Like I, I don't think they're going to. Good. Um, yeah. I think a few things let kind of pointed to that. Number one, I think they only would have been tempted to bring him back had they not won the World Series. And yeah. now the only thing you'd have to show for Glaber was that you didn't win the World Series. So now what you've got to show for trading Glaber Torres is you won the fucking World Series. Yeah. So that's probably worth it. The other thing is the way Joe used him was very much we got this dude. This cheap mule. We've That's got this dude for two months, and we're gonna pitch his ass until his arm falls off. That's it's exactly, exactly the way Ned Yost used CC Sabathia when yep. the Brewers rented him. Which, if you're gonna run a pitcher, is exactly what you should yeah. do. That's In fact. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't try to do it again next year with somebody else. If that's the whole idea, which is, let's go out find a guy in the last year of his contract who's good. Yeah. And we can pitch him. We don't have to fucking worry about it. If he gets hurt, yeah. screw it. We throw Who him on the scrap heap. We don't, yeah. We're not going to use him again next year. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get hurt this year. Um, I, I completely agree. And <clears throat> that was another thing I pointed out, that it was he, they rode him like a cheap mule and, um, and good and get off of my team forever. Now, now uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what would have happened? I, I've, I've, since then, I've run some scenarios through my head. Let's say he, he was safe because... Montero was catching, but let's say that Contreras was the catcher for the last out and Carl's Jr. actually stayed in and got the last out. Would Wilson have inadvertently 
paralyzed him during the celebration because I could see him run out and grab him so hard that he snapped him like in half. And then this lifeless body of Carl is like laying on the mound and Wilson would probably just drop him and just get in the pile with everybody else. And there'd be poor Carl, you know, laying there motionless on the mound. I think it all worked out that um, he, he got to go back to the dugout, grab that. And the P is the world's largest W flag. No, he's or maybe the world's he's smallest so small. man. Yeah. And he got to just run around with that again. I think it, I think it may have saved his life and his career by there, not getting um, Jason Kipnis out or whoever. No, he didn't get he didn't get Roger totally Davis agree. out. That's right. Yeah, I, there were there were three images from that final from that game seven that that were my favorite of the whole of the whole series was the one with with Edwards running with the flu just in pure elation on his face with his eyes closed screaming holding the white flag over his head running in from the bullpen or from the dugout i guess at that point um zobrist just celebrating his double so much that his helmet flew off when he jumped yeah, he actually fist. jumped in the air Before, he didn't get to second he base second. He jumped in the air and landed on second base that was, <laughs> was great and then um if coglin i mean it's easy he's easily crop outable but if coglin wouldn't have fucked up that picture i know of, How did that little fucker? That's the fastest he run all year was to get out of the dugout and the asshole. celebration. Like, what you're an such asshole. a dick. I know. Um, Pitch ran in a game and he didn't run that fast. You little yep. That's such an accidental renaissance picture because <laughs> it's Zobrist and I'm sorry, it's Rizzo and Bryant coming together. It's Javi and, yeah, and it's everybody you want plus celebrating together. And that's why that's <laughs> the first post I put up that night because I knew I wasn't going to write anything that night was just the, I put it was you know a thousand words. It's just that picture. Yeah, and I wrote Anthony Rizzo and his immortals, and then in parentheses <laughs> and Chris Coglin. Yeah, Jesus that. Christ! Yeah, what an only one person in the world who was happy to see that. that was <laughs> Brett Taylor. Look, it's Chris Coglin. Fuck you. Then that didn't prove anything. The guy sucked. He sucked the whole time he was back. He was terrible. Oh, I know. He was useless. You were preaching to defend him. Like, oh, you had a 342 on base, and we got him back. Yeah, he was shit. He was, he's absolute garbage. And thankfully, well, I shouldn't say thankfully. Hopefully, we're really rid of him this time. Yeah. But I, I don't so. know. He's like a bad penny. Well, He'll and he, speaking, and that's where I wanted to, speaking of um, bad pennies, I, you know me, I do not like Jason Hamill. His option was very attractive to the Cubs, the way he pitches the first half with them. Yeah. So that makes me, I mean, and he's always, it's, well, just from what I read that I know is filtered through the media, he seems like a real asshole in the clubhouse, <laughs> in, a, in a clubhouse fill. I mean, he's always the one that bitches about Joe's usage of him. He's yeah. always the one, it seems to be that one. I don't think he's guy. terribly self-aware. Yeah. So and and he did say he got he bought an ad. But he did say nice yeah. things if he's on his it's way out. Like who door, gives but... a shit that Jason Hamill took out a full page? Other than the <laughs> other than I the know. ad rep who sold the full page ad. I know he but, that he wrote that. But um, that makes me think either one he is hurt or worse than they than anyone has let on, or two he his cancerish nature is more than they because I even started to like lack. Well, you saw what the, the end of you saw year. what the what they're. The company line is no. It's that well, when they signed to that, they they put the option here on there, and they promised him that if their plan was to trade him, they wouldn't pick up the option. They oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't send him somewhere because they didn't give him a no trade because you're not going to give that guy a no trade clause. <laughs> and but it to me it didn't make any sense. I would have picked up his option and I would have I would have traded his ass to some other team and said, you know, thanks. We got you won a World Series with us. Here's yeah. your reward. Enjoy another very trip attractive. to Oakland. Yeah, and you're, but, and honestly, um, they, of course, that obviously makes him very much more attractive to another. Wouldn't team. it be funny if nobody signed, if he can't get a job? 
I mean, he will, but wouldn't that be funny if they look, I'll thank the Cubs. They just did me such a favor and he's sitting there in May and he still doesn't have a job. You know what? I'm actually feeling altruistic enough. I want him to have a job somewhere. I just don't want it to be with the Cubs anymore. He could go pitch for like the Cardinals or the Pirates. Sure. That might help. That'd help us. Um, I think that Montgomery is going to be in the rotation next year. I'm guessing. I think that's the plan. Yeah. I, I, um, man, what? As as splashy and as sexy as the trap Chapman move was, I'm so pumped that Montgomery was so crucial for them in the postseason. Um, he was just he was lights out. Um, he was so great for them. And when he when he pitched 700 pitches against the Giants to, in the in the extra inning game, I mean he was just yeah he was amazing. Uh, he just kept I going him. out inning after inning. He was like um. Cahill last year, <laughs> just pitching is wasn't it Cahill that was, yeah, yeah that had a well, great postseason last big, year. Big Trev had a good postseason. Yeah, yeah. He bailed. Trevor bailed um, Hamill out in the uh-huh. whatever game that well the last game against the Cardinals. When yeah, that, that was at really that one. They, they had a big big Trev and eat some innings and whatever else he eats. Um, so he'll pay. Trevor will be back. He's another guy who might be in the rotation if they decide they'd rather have Montgomery be a um, swing. Why, why did my wife close the basement door? Can you hear the dogs? That's <laughs> yeah, all right. They're at the top um, of the stairs howling. I uh, do you think Edwards is going to be the closer, or does Rondone come go back and close? Because I that was one thing I did read that they're probably not going to be splashy, and I hope they're not because I think overspending on a quote. Closer is space crazy, but um, I think they're going to try to sign a guy who they think can like maybe grow into the job or a guy like Greg Holland from the Royals who was hurt last year. Yeah, I have a feeling that Hector's the default. You know, they know they've got if he's healthy, he's a good closer, yeah. they don't have to worry about it. So, yeah, they, they're not, they're not going to spend a lot of money on a closer. Yeah, good. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I think they, I think you'd be foolish to go into it thinking or banking on Carl being the closer because right now he he's really can't pitch back to back days. Man, but he's good, and he's so it's nice to have, you know, at the back end of that. Yeah, the back back end of the bullpen is still going to be very, very good if it's Strope, Rondone, and Edwards. Yeah, and they're and, uh, and, and they're going to be pretty well rested because Joe didn't use any of them in the World <laughs> Series, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and then they're, you know, they're out. I obviously they're going to try and bring. I hope Dexter gets a huge payday because, but I, at this point, kind of hope it's not. That the Cubs don't way over. I, I think they'd give him two years and a lot of money, but anything beyond that, yeah. which he's going to get offers from places. Yeah. Um, uh, you hear all these rumors that the Cardinals are going to try to sign him, but you know, but they have Randall Grichik, so <laughs> they have the best center fielder in all in the world. Why would they want to get Dexter? I think he's going to end up in a place like um, I don't know if Denard Span only had a one year deal with the Giants, but I th- Dexter would be a huge so. upgrade for them yeah. in center field. I um. Yeah, uh, and maybe the know, White Sox. Mm. He'd be safe over there because they're going to be terrible, and he could make a lot of money, and we wouldn't have to worry about him. The Cubs are going to have just a glut of options in the outfield with now Zobrist essentially having to be an outfielder. So they yeah, have but if spots for the options. easiest way to solve that is to put is to play Schwarber, Hayward, and Zobrist. But yeah. man, that's not a. I mean, not defensively a good outfielder. Oh, that's bad. Because I mean, Hayward's Hayward's obviously a great defensive outfielder, but he's yeah. not a really a center fielder. Right. And in, in right, he's great. In well, in right, he's unbelievable. In, yeah. in center, he's probably great. Um, 
but and also in center if he has to cover for Schwarber and and Zobris on both yeah. sides of him, he's it's tough to make up ground on both worse. sides of that. So I, the, what they're probably going to have to do is play four outfielders, play Albert Almora, <laughs> and then have Javi just like handle the whole middle of the infield. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can play Bryant in the outfield, I guess. That doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. It doesn't matter. Well, here's another thing. There's been some intrigue since the World Series ended. Uh, did Montero talk his way off the team by trashing Joe? Why would I, it's unbelievable that that guy would bitch. I, I don't know why he didn't tell me he wasn't playing. And Joe basically said on the radio, I didn't think I'd have to explain to Mickey <laughs> why he wasn't playing. <laughs> it's, well, it's because of your offense and your defense mostly. And oh. you know what? The cool thing is he had his two hits were yeah. two of the biggest hits yeah. in the postseason. The only, the only two hits he had in the postseason are incredible, iconic moments. Yeah. The grand slam to win the that game against the Dodgers and the the hit that drove in the run that won the World Series. World Series. And and so obviously Joe used him correctly. Yeah. And honestly both times Montero, I mean the grand slam I kind of missed cuz of my stupid DVR, but both times I was like why is Joe going to Montero here? Isn't isn't Arietta available to hit? like you know it's it, so it that was a little bit foolish of him. But I mean, obviously, Contreras is is going to continue to grow into an excellent catcher. The one thing, um, and I think Deshays points this out kind of regularly, um, he could stand to be more, I think he uses the word quiet behind the plate. Because I, I know we got Kendall at the end of his career, but I loved how Kendall would just set up and be a statue back there. Yeah. And, like, that helps the ump, and it helps, you know, like, it just – and and Contreras, I know he's so high energy, and I think he'll calm down in his career. Um, he's all he moves all over the place back there, and it, like the snap throws, as as good as he is at it, you he's cost some strikes, I think, with with snap throwing. Well, he, at least twice in the playoffs, he did a snap throw to second base when nobody was covering. Yeah, and Javi managed to track the ball down both times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jesus, you're literally just throwing the ball into center field. Hoping someone's going to get there. He also, though, he's an incredible athlete. For oh, he's unbelievable. I don't remember what game it was, but he literally, I've never seen a catcher do this. He jumped for a pitch mm-hmm. and left. He had both feet off the ground when he caught mm-hmm. the ball. You never see a catcher do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be, and he From seems like route. he's, it seems like he's smart. And um, he's obviously super intense. He's going to be, he's already good. He's going to be a great player. So, so the question is, cool. um, now, I don't. Montero is he? Was there one year left on his deal? Yeah, he's got one year left, like fourteen million dollars or something. So it's yeah, it's too big to eat. So he's gonna right. be back. Yeah, no, he will. And so I'm kind of wondering if Montero is gonna be like Arietta's personal catcher because of all the guys on that. In that, well, somebody's gonna have to be obviously. Lester's, Lester's gonna need a personal catcher. Well, I but I it can't. Be I don't Montero. know. Because he's he he can't he right. Montero he's not gonna be able to make it for it's gonna have to be Contreras, right? Because he's gonna have to work because it's the only way he they're right. gonna be able to defense bunts and base right. yeah. The, yeah, so it has to be. I assume it has to be Contreras. I love that we're but talking you know, about this. John Lester and, won a lot of games for the Red Sox before David Ross ever played for the Red Sox. No, I know, so, and and other guys have caught Ross in his career as a Cub, obviously too. So maybe Doug, maybe we'll have to sign Doug Mirabelli. Is he still playing? <laughs> Jason Veritek. How old is Veritek? He's in his <laughs> early 50s. We need you to play one one day a week. <laughs> um, Maybe Tim. What do I call him? 
Fedora with Tim Fedora. Over <laughs> Tim, Tim Fedora. Maybe he'll end up being um, the Cubs will have to waste a roster spot on him all year, and he can be Johnny's personal catcher. Tim Fedora neckbeard. It's um, got to be somebody out there that they can. No, there's some like it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna be Contreras. I had he's... one of the Cubs writers told me that um, the reason the Cubs were so pissed off at Montero early in the season was he came into camp way out of shape. And they attributed Wait, they that to why he, his. Are they suggesting he got back in fatter than normal? <laughs> no, he, he never really got into shape. And they no. explained that's why his that's why he had his back problems. You know, he's a guy who has to stay in shape to keep his back in shape. And they were amazed when he showed up the first day, and they're like, "Oh, for fuck's sakes!" You know, I mean, did you do anything in the off season? He took his shirt and off, and he did. He Ooh. he said he thought he was going to get released during the season, and apparently he almost did. You know, they were like, "What?" With, he's not going to help us. We might as well just, you know, let him go. Um, wow. But they, Joe, apparently, I think the, well, the only thing that saved him was that Contreras could play the outfield. So it made it so carrying a third catcher wasn't a big deal because you, you didn't have, you didn't have three catchers. You had a guy who could play first in the outfield. So that's why Miggy got to stay. And now, obviously, he'll be the backup next year because they're going to need one. So he's going to get, you know. He's well, going to get to play both years for the and, Cubs, but they, the they thing, were done with him. They wanted him out. Well, and the good thing is whether whether it's um, Miggy or someone else, and plus Wilson, Kyle can you're you're you don't have to carry three catchers, obviously, because like if there's a disaster, Kyle can I'm sure get back there and stop most balls from rolling all the way to the backstop. Well, he was. I, we talked about this before we went on. He was on um, live with Kelly Ripa, whatever they call that show now. I think they call it live with Kelly. A Rod was co-hosting, and Schwarber was on, so I recorded it. And after the little interview segment, they went out into the street, and um, Kelly pitched to him. And then they rotated around, and he um, he was the catcher when Kelly Ripa was pitching to A Rod, and it looked really good. <laughs> so I think he's probably fine. You know, in slacks and his jersey over a dress shirt, um, and in a half crouch, Kyle looked completely healthy and ready to catch. So I think I think we're fine. <laughs> Magna Carta <laughs> suggested Schwarber as Lester's personal catcher. <laughs> um, uh, well, I think they should sign Dickey and then have Schwarber. That would be a very fun combination. Dickey throwing to Schwarber. <laughs> Dickey's a barf. Oh yeah, Dickey right. and Bart Cole and both signed with the barfs. That's right. Oh yeah, I forgot I saw that. Um, so yeah, I you know what I I'm very excited about is that we can talk about all these things without the hindsight of a crushing defeat. <laughs> like it's so it's so like honestly. I, oh, and after the parade, I pointed out the Cubs either never can never win another one of these things, or they need to win like six in ten years so that parade is more tolerable because that was really stressing the infrastructure of Chicago <laughs> to have that many people down there. So I think we need to they need to make it super boring to get down there. Well I would think um, when they win next year that yeah. the parade will will right size itself because yeah. I mean this was we'll, just like, we'll, like my wife wanted to go. My wife who I told you after the she because she was here and I was in Vegas. So she was texting me and uh, she doesn't know a lot about baseball. And when the Cubs scored in the top of the 10th, she texted me all excited They won <laughs> because she thought they won the world series and I couldn't understand why they were still batting. In fact, she thought they were like trying to rub it in. I've already won. Why are they still batting? Like that yeah, doesn't work that way at all. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was arguably not worth going down for the parade. Um, it was. Uh, I, I'm glad I did. But it yeah, was, you'll always say you were there. As right. miserable as the experience might have actually been. Yeah. But. Uh, um. So it's it's a lot easier to go. This is the first off season that we've gone. This is the first, obviously last game of the season that the Cubs have won. Well, I take that back. They've won the last game of the season of the MLB season, obviously for the first time in our lives. And this is the first time we've gone into an off season being like, yeah, like it doesn't really, I'm cool. How can they upgrade this already amazing team from here? That's such yeah. a nice feeling that it's such a better feeling than where did it all go wrong? And how can we correct it? Um, man, I hope Joe learned a little bit about a little bit more about postseason managing, though, because that was very frightening. Very frightening. I'm like, of well, all people, Madden is going to yeah. cost them the World Series this year. I really, I really think that the, um, I think their plans got screwed up when Hendricks got in trouble in the third, and they had to get Lester up then. Did he get in trouble though? He had runners at first and second, only one out. Yeah, in Game Seven of the World involved? Series, where you're not going to let a guy give up four or five runs. Not four so, or five runs, so but he, with so, one out, he's a ground ball away. Well, yeah, and he got the ground ball, and Javi tried to barehand it. Directly. Yeah, exactly. So you're not going to take any chances. So you got Lester up then, and then Lester just kept warming up. And I think Joe in the fifth got itchy that he was either going to have to bring Johnny in or not use not him. use him. Yeah, and they didn't have a plan to not use him. They he was it was supposed they were only supposed to use three pitchers. Kyle, Lester, and Aroldis. Right. And I think that's why as soon as Kipnis came up, he said, fuck it, I got it. Lester's been warm for an hour. He's coming they in. Used, they decided to use 70 instead. And then really the, uh, I mean, it's, it was so typically, it was almost good to be reminded one last time what kind of shit happens to the Cubs. When that <laughs> wild pitch somehow bounces up, hits Ross square and in the like, mask, and it. his <laughs> cleats stuck in the dirt and yeah. falls down. It was it, it was, was like most- one last reminder of look at how comically terrible <laughs> your franchise has been for a hundred years. Yeah. And then was- we got the then we got the typical cub gut punch in the eighth inning when oh, Rajay Davis hits the fifty-sixth home run of his twelve year career and the only yeah. home run that Aroldis gave up as a cub. Yeah. The only uh, one. It, it, Ross's Ross's biff, and I think that it scored as a wild pitch, I think, right? But at whatever, Ross's biff on that one was the most like comic i'm like oh my god he is 38 years old it was the most comically like oh no and then like and that that was another questionable decision by joe is not giving lester a clean inning i mean like if you're gonna if you know you're gonna like if if that was his excuse and you know you're gonna go to him anyhow let him start the inning at that point well it's like i mean we were the guy we let who was the up sam holbrook the home plate up yeah hendrick struck santana out yeah for sure so the inning's over, and then that was going to be the, then Lester was going to pitch the sixth, the seventh, yeah, and as far as he could into the eighth. That's how that was supposed to work. Yeah, and that got screwed up. I felt like he left. Um, he took Lester out too early too. Yeah, he should have let Lester finish the eighth, and then Aroldis yep. would have made to pitch the ninth. And the thing is, yes, I agree. Aroldis is an all-time turd, and um, I'm glad. I'm glad that our <laughs> final memory of the season is not him standing there menacingly on the mound, screaming at you know, trying to scare poor Miggy off the mound because. <laughs> When you watch when they won the pennant, he doesn't celebrate right away. He like stands there like he's going to kill somebody. Yeah. And then he gets finally gets happy. Um, But the fact I thought for sure when Joe sent him back out for the ninth, that it was over. 
Yeah. Because Aroles had nothing. I mean, nothing as far as he's concerned. Um, and the fact that he somehow got through the bottom of the ninth when any, you know, a home run and the Cubs lose the World yeah. Series was pretty amazing. And then apparently the plan was if they didn't score in the 10th, Jake was going to start pitching. Yeah. On, on no day's rest. Yep. And that would have um, been crazy then, to watch. Thankfully, World Series legend Kyle Schwarber led off with a hit and um, they scored twice and we didn't have to see that because um, although who knows, maybe it would have turned out that Jake, a little bit tired, actually can control that better. Yeah. Maybe he'll end up being the closer next year and he'll be, we'll use him as a three inning closer like every day. Um, what a thing. What an amazing thing. I, I think now, you know, a week and a half after it's actually happened, I'm a little bit come. I, so I recorded, um, the, the, the game seven when they, the, I think Comcast had replayed it with like a four hour thing with like the game and then some post, some post game celebration stuff included in there. I, oh, did they get cap a, or cap and Holly fisting each other at the end of it? Cause that's, I, we don't want to miss that. I still haven't watched it because I'm worried that it's, not, <laughs> that it's not going to go the Cubs way this time. That's how, that's how like institutionalized I am as a Cubs fan. And, someone well multiple people wrote how great it was i think you probably even put it in yours i've read so much stuff about it how when bryant slipped on the final out like any i feel like any other cubs player on any other cubs team that would have sailed into the stands there would have been guys on second and third and the cubs would have lost in just gut punching fashion and it was just Threw a strike to Rizzo. Well, not really a strike, but <laughs> threw it well enough to Rizzo that it was it, it was it, it was such like a, a collective balloon pop of tension on the franchise forever, which those guys never felt, but we've been feeling for since birth. So, man, what a unbelievable year for an unbelievable team! And I thought nothing could top. 2015 and how much I love that team. And the only bad thing about 2016 is that Starlin wasn't able to be yeah. part of it because I missed that dude. But he tweeted or Instagram something really nice to them. But um, I, I thought nothing could top how much I just adored that 2015 team and how cool that was. And this was, I mean, just the story, the storylines like Schwarber's. If you just followed Schwarber's entire storyline, it'd be an interesting season. If you just followed Ross's storyline the entire season, it would be an interesting thing. It was there were so many yeah. just unbelievable storylines that were and Lester there, as good as Lester was in t- last year, like this was the year that he's like, no guys, I'm still an ace <laughs> and like I'm yeah. still dominant and I can still and he was watching him come on. We we had we or they finally had that cool moment of watching their ace come out of a bullpen in a win or go do or die game. And it was, I mean, getting goosebumps talking about it. It was so cool. The whole thing was so cool. And there were so many stories. And that's why that game seven was so great because all those storylines convert Ross hitting a home run off off Andrew Miller, Andrew Miller, the, the guy, the Cubs should have gotten. And the guy who is probably, second best reliever in baseball all year probably um the only home run miller gave up all year with the indians ross and it's straight away center like it was just oh it was the it was the coolest it was the coolest and i'm never gonna forget that and 
since all the Cubs are probably listening to this, thank you guys, all of you, except for you, Aroldis, <laughs> for that for that season and for that, and you, Coglin, fuck off, um, for that season and for that the whole thing. Um, it would literally felt like a, a a script. It literally felt like a script, and did the the thirty for thirty is going to be. Um, well, unless they screw it up like ESPN is prone to do, but it's, I mean, the four days and oh, I'm sure it'll have a whole, they'll spend their whole time trying to track Steve Bartman down. Oh God. Because so, for whatever reason, that's a storyline that just can't ever go away. Even after they won the world. Tour, first yeah. of all, no, you should throw out the first pitch at opening day. It's like, he doesn't just leave him alone. Yes. He's off the hook. Now he should never been on the hook in the first place, but he's officially off the hook now. And I, his life. And I hate to talk about him at all because I feel, you know, whatever. Cubs fans are morons. But even if for whatever reason you were holding, you hadn't absolved him from 2003, when they won the pennant is when he should have been, quote, unquote, absolved. Forget the yeah. World Series. He didn't prevent them from winning the well, World Series. I read, I read something about how it's the media keeps that shit alive despite any real evidence. They were talking about how after the Red Sox won in 04, people made a big deal out of the fact that, you know, they could finally forgive Bill Buckner. And I think yeah. it was I think it was the thing Gammons wrote. He said that Buckner came back and played for the Red Sox in nineteen ninety and got introduced on opening day at Fenway and got a standing ovation. Yeah. The the fans had never really held him yeah. responsible for it, but the media kept kicking it up all in all that he's yeah. that he blew the World Series, despite the mountain of evidence of all the things that happened before he botched yeah. that ground ball and the fact that he wasn't going to be able to beat Mookie to the bag anyway, because right. he only had one foot. Yeah, and so it didn't matter that I went. To, they were going to lose anyway. But yeah. the whole idea that Red Sox fans were blaming him for this for you know was another creation twenty eight yeah. years, whatever it was, was never true. Eighteen years, I guess. Um, Magna Carta. And so it's the same shit with Bartman. I mean, how often does does any does any of us ever think about Steve Bartman? You would think the way the media, the media it, that we we get up every morning and we curse that we curse him, you know, because he's he ruined it. Yeah. I curse Dusty every day if it makes if, if you want to write a story about yeah, that. Dusty, I did. I I haven't let Dusty off the hook. That no, won't, no. the Cubs winning a World Series didn't won't let me forgive him for basically ruining the franchise for. He can't. He can't win Manager of the Year, right? That's that's an impossibility, right? Oh, it's gonna. Dave Roberts is gonna win. That is ridiculous. He's a moron. Um, I mean, I get not wanting to give it to Madden two years in a row. He won, regardless of his management he postseason. Years. He won the division by 17 and a half games. Yeah, and he won with a franchise that has not won the World yeah. Series. In I don't understand years. why. To me, it doesn't make any sense that the, the awards are only regular season awards. Yeah. Why they don't wait till after the World Series and then vote. Because shouldn't it be the whole season that gets yeah. accounted for, not just the regular season? I'm like, well, there is a World Series MVP. Okay, and it went to Zobrist, and that's fine. He... You know, he had the big hit and he had a good World Series. But if you voted at the end of the year, Chris Bryant still wins the MVP. Yeah. Because when he woke up in the World Series is when the Cubs, you know, took off. Um, and he's awesome. Yeah. So it just doesn't make – to me, the whole debt, the whole draw the line in the sand between the regular season and the postseason has never made any sense. Just wait till the whole season's over, see what happened, and then hand out your little awards. Yeah. Um. Magna Carta is asking us who had the better reaction to Zobrist double, uh, Zobrist or Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo's with uh, holding his helmet, his hands, yeah. and screaming, yeah. Oh my god, over and over again. Yes, yeah. And, um, uh, was it so people tweeted out when, when Miguel got the single that he scored with the eventual winning run, um, 
everyone was like, um, oh, they thought he was saying something. Where I clearly thought he was saying, why the fuck didn't they send him? Whoever, I forget who was ended up on third. Yeah. People so think I, he said this fucking game. Like, yeah. He, and I don't think. No, I agree. I think he was bitching that he only drove in one run. Right. Was- exactly. And I kind of thought the same thing. Um, yeah. Especially Gary Jones, Mr. Send him. Send everybody. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like no, 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 no. no it's we're game gonna... seven. Like yeah. you need that. You need that extra one. But any, I guess they didn't. But um, I don't know why I suddenly thought of that. But uh, oh yeah, reaction shots. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still gonna go with with Zobris because like for such like a nice Christian boy, his his reaction was so satisfyingly primal. <laughs> it was what I was doing in my house. I was just leaping up and down and screaming at the top of my lungs when he did that and. Man, what a what a See, serious I, he had! I think what the Cubs season he had. I think the Cubs because they're so well run and they're so young and they're really good. Obviously, I I shouldn't say obviously, but I feel like they'll win more than this one World Series. Oh, without but, a doubt. But if they only win the one, does Anthony Rizzo for the rest of our lifetime and his lifetime become Mike Ruzioni, where every time there's a card show, every time there's anything, it's 2016. Cub world champion Anthony Rizzo because he has the, almost the exact same personality and you know damn well that anytime anybody invited him to any to anything for the rest of his life he's going to show up yeah. and so Ruziano has the biggest goal in you know obviously you know probably Olympic history much less yeah. you know um, he's almost a punchline now because you'll hear a rundown and like and Michael Ruziano is like gee I didn't know he was going to be available yeah uh, I kind of feel like Rizzo is the for better or worse mostly better I really, I kind of feel like he is the Mike Arruzioni of the Cubs, that just kind of relentlessly positive force, um, and a guy who, when you know, came through in some pretty big moments for the Cubs. Speaking of um, the other thing, I liked about the uh, when Zobris got the, and I wrote about this, or I think I just tweeted about it, maybe. I think I wrote about it too. I don't know. Remember, I've been drunk for two weeks, but um, <laughs> Zobris is the only guy I've ever seen who, when they gave him the MVP and the Chevy guy came out to show the car, got genuinely excited. About the car. <laughs> yeah, he Sweet. thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then, of course, they show it and they show. It's out. It's parked out on the field, and Bill Murray is standing there, reaching in the convertible, honking the horn on the car. <laughs> um, speaking, speaking of Rizzo, uh, I everyone's making a big deal of his glass case of emotion comment to Ross. I well, assume... he did that because he heard you rip Anchorman in the last podcast. <laughs> well, I assume he did that because he he knew obviously yes. Ross. Well, oh, that whole thing comment. was him. And it, he was him. He was trolling like yes. everyone, I assume. And I thought that yeah. was hilarious. And I thought it was hilarious that everyone, uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of people took it very, very seriously that he yeah. was. Actually... No, he was jacking around. Yeah. And I yeah. thought that was great. I also liked when Fox, uh, Ross hits the home run and they're like, oh, we have a microphone on David Ross. And they played it and he didn't say a word. He hits the ball. <laughs> And Buck's even like, well, you could really hear his spikes hitting the ground. And so it was yeah. Buck actually throwing shade on their own production. Like, nobody could have listened to that fucking thing and realized he didn't say anything. <laughs> well, what, uh, one, one, one of my favorite moments in that, in that when he was mic'd up, uh, he got a single or something earlier in the game. And he gets the first and he just goes, well, this is fun, isn't it? It was such <laughs> like a, it was such a cool Ross moment. Like just, a, he's out there just enjoying the hell out of it on oh, the cats opening the door. Um, and, uh, it was, well, yeah, the whole thing, Ross, we're going to miss you. Cause I know you're listening to this an hour and seven minutes into a podcast <laughs> from two people you've never heard of. 
Um, how about that SNL appearance? That was ill-advised. <laughs> that was just kind of a reminder of where SNL is these days. Yeah. They couldn't come up with people were rip were, were ticking off all the things that they could do. You know, are they going to bring the super fans back and have them like you know make a big deal out of the uh, Cubs? Are they going to are they going to make are they going to Will Ferrell come back and do his awful Harry Carey impression again and do whatever? That would have been better than what they yes, did. Yes, it ended up as lame as that idea would have been. It would have been much more entertaining than having them you know dance at an eighty three year old bachelorette party and then sing Go Cubs Go. The only the only time I genuinely laughed was when the uh, when they they turned around, each guy introduced himself, and Bill Murray introduced himself, and Colin Jones goes, "Didn't you used to work here?" Yeah, that was funny. I mean, that was the only funny thing in the whole yeah. thing, and it's like a, a, a it's like a grade B throwaway joke, and right. that's as good as that got. Didn't you yeah. used to work here? Yeah. Um, so. Well, at least Steve Goodman got some press, and Go Cubs and Go, Go Cubs Go is for the first um, time in, has charted, which yeah. is especially. I love the actual story behind that, which is that, you know, when he wrote a dying cub fans last request, Dallas green hated it so much that he made a big stink out of it. That Goodman basically offered to write go Cubs go sarcastic WGN. And he wrote it. He intentionally wrote it to be cheesy. And here it is. I'm I'm sure he's up there like, you know, like Jesus Christ, that's what they're playing. Yeah, it's not a good song. It's out of context. It doesn't make any sense at the end of a game because it's, it, it was written to be a, to be played before like games. rallying cry. Uh, also, and it, uh, WGN like loves it because they actually mentioned it. It's written for the radio station, and they don't even carry the Cub games. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, no one knows the that there's actual verses and lyrics to that. They only know the Go Cubs Go. Hey, yeah. What do you? Yeah, say? you hear a lot of <laughs> Go Cubs Go. Although, they pretend they can actually sing. When they sang it during the rally, I was impressed with how many players actually were aware that there were. I mean, they probably were aware well, that it was going. They to heard it a lot this be, year. Yeah, so. true. And they were hundred. Yeah, several times. Um, they, uh, I were. I'm sure were aware that that was going to happen. So some of them probably memorized it, or at least looked glance at the lyrics. Except, I guarantee Travis Wood, who was the most entertaining part of that rally with his no. with his camo vest and no shirt on underneath it. I. I I enjoy and because Travis Wood and Anthony Rizzo are the longest suffering of the guys that had to sit through those bad seasons. And Wood has been I was I, I loved Sean Marshall. Um I loved how much better Travis Wood was in that role than Sean Marshall was. And I I think Travis Wood is a total character and he's been great for them. So um and he just does whatever Joe calls it to play left field to do whatever. And he <laughs> I he's it's a pinch hit to pinch run. Um, has a has a playoff home run. I mean, he was he was so entertaining during that. Talk about a guy that that does deserve it and has done whatever he's asked for asked of for the franchise. I uh, adore Travis Wood. I well, think he's great. He's a free agent, and somebody asked me yeah. if it's, do you think if somebody offered him a chance to start, he'd leave? And I thought about it. I said, no, he's not going to leave because he gets to do. Um, yeah. I think he loves the way Joe uses him. Where else yeah. is he going to go where he's going to get a chance play to play left field? Play left field and pinch get, hit. Get a couple pinches. And I think deep down he knows that he's much better as a he's basically become a lefty only reliever and he's really good at it. And yeah. and because this year he didn't get righties out at all. Yeah. He's not going to get through the third inning of any starts. So I think he's probably a mainstay in the Cub bullpen for a while. And, and they'll pay him. 
Yeah, and it, not, honestly, he not starter money, but he'll 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 do fine when he can air it out. He actually can can still throw pretty hard too. Uh, if he's allowed to go, you know, he knows he's going to get three or four batters. He's I yeah. Well, Joe wore him out. Joe wore him out in the first half. He yeah. really slumped he for a while. A and lost he was down. Then it came back at the end of the yeah. year when Joe started to rest him. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, he's he, wasn't, kinda, he wasn't on the list. He blanket. Unfortunately, he wasn't on the list of two guys that Joe trusted during the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, the Cubs won the World Series. Can we say it again? No. You say hey, it three times. It's Sammy Sosa's it birthday. Matter. He's 48 today. Oh, good for Sammy. He made it. He texted. Or he he tweeted out congratulations to the Cubs. He did. I hope he throws out first pitch on opening day. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I really don't. If they didn't bring him back when they were bringing back, you know, famous Cubs of, I mean, they let Mark Pryor come out and I shouldn't say let. I mean, it's not like anybody has an ill will towards Mark Pryor, no. but they ask Mark Pryor that's to come and, and drop the, uh, bring out the rosin bag or whatever it was before a game. Um, okay. Should have come out and grabbed his arm. And oh, that was a funny tweet. The Cespedes barbecue on Twitter when Kerry threw out the first pitch. Before a game, oh, they yeah. go. Gary Wood just threw a pitch. It was terrible velocity, and he's immediately left the mound. Will somebody, <laughs> somebody call the trainers and find out what's wrong with him? <laughs> uh, and I'm glad to see Ryan Dempster gets a World Series ring for the Cubs because that's pretty good. <sighs> yeah. What about Crane crying at the rally? He's talking about Billy. Yeah, what was that all about? That wasn't completely phony, was it? Yeah, mm. Crane bot. Crane bot pretending he has emotions. I was hoping. That guy is- he is just the worst. I was hoping when his tears came down, it would short out something and he'd start to smoke and spark. Yeah, that guy sucks. He's. I, it's amazing that he has survived that long with this franchise. Well, I mean, I think you saw his true role this week when he was the one who had to make the announcement that they were going to power wash all the chalk off the... <laughs> that's true. He I mean, that's what he's there for. He's there to be the asshole, which yeah. he can do because he is a... Anybody who has been around the Cubs will tell you that he it this is not an exaggeration where we're trying to make a character out of a guy. He's an asshole. Yeah, totally. And when he interacts with the players, they don't like him. They don't trust him. Um the thing that drives me nuts he shows not- up he shows up in the clubhouse with potential sponsors and stuff and acts like he owns the place and they just roll their eyes when he's around. Yeah. And he's the guy in charge of the the TV deal that you know he's gonna fuck up. Uh-huh. I mean it's it just how he fucks it up is the only question, not whether or not he fucks it up. Yeah, but he's there to be the bad guy, and he's good at it. But I mean, I know apparently he was written into the deal that the Ricketts had to keep him when it's when it first started. He was the business liaison as part of the deal, and then I think they've just found him useful as being the guy who can always be the bad guy, and they keep yeah. him around. But ugh, he's just the worst. Well, I, I, to be fair, though, anyone that's – I don't really think you need a power washer to spray chalk off a brick, dude. Just just like put your thumb yeah. over the end of the garden hose and just <laughs> – like that's what chalk <laughs> is, right? And, or like I, just wait for a heavy rain to come along if you want to – if you really need it off there before the season. I don't get why they're doing it that quickly. Who cares? Um, but – Because they're starting – apparently the, the excuse supposedly is they're doing more construction oh. again. In fact, they they tore part of the wall down again. Wait, really? It seems like that's yeah. They do that. It seems like they just do it routinely. They're just trying to get rid of yellow seed. 
<laughs> like maybe if we move it further back, he yeah. won't continue to pay three thousand dollars for. Now, that's that's one thing I will admit I didn't I didn't do and I never am going to because I just don't care. But um, I did not go read Al's, you know, take on the change. I've literally never gone to Bleed Cubby Blue. Until- I think I only went a couple of times this year, and it was always when people told me there was something so bad I had yeah, to read. That's the only time I ever go. I also that. never read, mostly because the website is so terrible. I never read any Sun Time stuff on the Cubs this year. And people were asking, how come you're so taking it so easy on Gordon? I'm like, because I, I don't read him. I Thank you for reminding him me. Ever. Thank you for reminding me of this. Um, so someone uh, gave me a copy of the Daily Herald the day after they won. <laughs> oh, that was a whole Rosner bitching about that whole column is Rosner bitching about the pitching changes. It's like, God, you're just the fucking you used to be Wait, good. Why no, are you no, so no. I, I haven't even I haven't actually even read it yet. But because oh. the, the headline is um Cubs Cubs bid for World Series stalled by rain um, <laughs> continues in the yeah. tenth. They went didn't to print even, a little too it went early. to print. They they yeah. didn't even delay. So like literally they have like the um results of, of the entire postseason and then it go, is game seven and it's like whatever the score six six bottom of or top of wow. tenth or whatever. I was like, you couldn't have just stayed up a little bit later. Like I get that there are deadlines and I get the well, I guess I don't get it if I'm saying you couldn't have just stayed up a little bit later, but I would think people would have been okay with getting their paper a little bit late to have the results of the World Series Game 7. Well, and especially considering you know that if they win, that that's a keepsake. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to sell a shitload of papers, which the trip found, because they're still printing that. You can yep. still order a copy. They'll still print you a copy of that day's yep. newspaper. And and they did do a um. They did. I have a later version, obviously, that had the that had the results. So Bruce Miles. Yeah, I read the Ros- I read the Rosner column, and it was just like, oh, of course. It's just. You know. <laughs> did someone did? I wonder if Whitmire talked about Lester's contract. Lester finally pitched up to his contract <laughs> by pitching in Game Seven. No, uh, I'm sure instead he harped on. Uh, uh, Chapman blowing the save and the guy that they gave up all that talent for yeah. another terrible move by Theo. Yeah. Cause he's the worst. Do you think what an, um, idiot, what an idiot that guy is? Do you think, uh, do you think, um, I mean, Bryant's going to win the MVP. I, obviously there's no question. Well, I, there is some question, but I think that yeah, some people think Daniel Murphy might win it, but that's yeah, okay. But those people are idiots, right? Yes. But okay. if we found that people who vote for things um, don't always make sensible. <laughs> what do you mean? Whatever do you mean? Um, I don't know. And uh, do we think, though, that that Hendricks or Lester – I mean, Lester definitely has a legitimate shot. I wish Hendricks had a better shot than people are giving him at uh, winning Cy Young. I think Scherzer's going to win it. Yeah, I know. That's what people are saying. But I think especially I do think there's the whole if maybe there was just one of the two cup pitchers was one of the finalists. Yeah. But I have a feeling that the vote. they split the vote enough that Scherzer's gonna win it. Yeah. So, but it'd be nice. I I think it would be really cool if Kyle won it. But Lester was the best pitcher on the team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of um I was a bit annoyed that that Rizzo didn't get at least considered for the MVP, but then for the same reason, I'm like, that might be the only reason that Murphy could sneak in there because people yeah. are so over. And I'm sorry, you guys, that we're celebrating our first win in 108 years for a little bit more than a day. People were already writing articles before the parade had happened. Yeah. So Steve that, Dillbeck that's, was that's already, the new thing. already bitching about 
Yep, that's the new thing. So if you guys were wondering what the new bitching about the Cubs was going to be, it's that we're celebrating wrong. Act yeah. like you've been there before. We haven't, we been, haven't there been there before. before. We don't. Like, we don't have off. to act like it because we yeah. ne- we've never been here. We yep. don't know what it's like. Fuck off, and we're gonna rub it in your fucking faces until the World Series next year, and when we're in it again and win it again, well, we're you, gonna have a whole nother year to rub it in your. Face. And now you get all the other stuff like, um, you know, like last year the when they they did those like unique um, batting practice caps just for spring training, and the mm-hmm. Royals put the crown on top of the. Mm-hmm. Key. So I'm sure the Cub one will have something like that. And then oh, opening day, they, they'll wear the gold uniforms because that's the Giants started that tradition a few years ago where the the Cub logo on the front and the numbers yep. on the back would be gold. Yep. And I'm sure they'll have a World Series champion patch on the yep. shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, I wait. I just ordered a, a Schwarber jersey, and I, I ordered it instead of just buying one off the rack because if you order one now, you get the World Series champion imprint oh, cool. on the sleeve. Yeah. I uh, they're already opening day against the Giants. Oh, I saw that. You, yeah, so you tweeted out how like much those tickets over, are. <laughs> like five hundred to seven hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars for standing room only. Those tickets haven't been printed yet. How are people even selling them? Yeah. Like, don't you need a barcode to list tickets on most? Although this is one of those new sites that someone directed me, like Game Time or something. So who knows? It's a little wild west for them, I'm sure, but. Those tickets aren't don't exist yet. So um, I'm I'm going to be in the season ticket package, obviously next year. I'm going to I'll have I'm sure I'm not going to unless I get first priority. We just do a random lottery for uh, we do a draft for our ticket draft. I'm going to I'm going to defer to the guy that owns the tickets because he always takes opening day. I don't want to take them from him, but I do get priority. Um, you know, priority purchasing for the for. Just like before they go on to individual game tickets before they go on sale to the you plebes in the public. So if I can get opening day, will you come in for it? Yes, I'll go. Absolutely. Okay. I'll try and get opening day then and get some decent seats because that would be a that's gonna be just a really cool game to watch. I think yeah. it's Dodgers they open up against. Um yeah, it's like a June or April tenth, I want to say something like that. So I'll yeah, try probably not June. That would seem like a late opener. <laughs> yeah. That's a long road trip to start the yeah. season. I think it's April tenth. So I will try to do that. And anyone who tweets at me, I'll try and buy you a ticket. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be. Very- so where do you think in the where do you think in the park they're going to permanently recognize their championship? Because I have an idea of where I, if I was them, where I would put it. Um, it's a good question. Uh, can we just, just do like a line through on the wind trust sign and just ha- leave the W <laughs> and then just have world series champs written yeah, over it. That'd be classic. Right what do you think? What I would do if I were them is I would wear the, remember the old days back before we, the Cubs had video boards, all they had was that digital sign under the yeah. original scoreboard. Yeah. I would put, I would just extend the scoreboard oh. down one row in green with white rule above and below. And I would put world champs 1907, 1908, 2016, and leave a big ass worth of room to the right. I like it. It's just a reminder that, you know, all right, we're not waiting anymore. We're going to win some more of these. Cool. And it would end up in, it ended up on TV a lot because everybody loves to shoot that scoreboard. Yeah. So I think that'd be a cool place to put it. Ignoring the Cubs, they'll just, they'll just add one little flag above on the top 2016. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll take Sammy's down and just put just put twenty. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Magna Carta said, yeah, it is Dodgers April 10th, and we open the season in St. Louis. That oh, is good. going to be the best. <laughs> Maybe we should go down there. Yeah. I haven't been to that park yet. and that Just ask them, when was the last time you guys won a World Series? <laughs> is it recent? <laughs> oh, that was five times longer than our wait has been. Five years? Really? Oh, that must suck to be you guys. Oh, my God. If 11, this, I, 11. This legitimately, if anyone is going down, because I'm sure I've written about this or tweeted about this or whatever, but I'm trying to do at least one park every um, every year. And that would be a very, I haven't been down to the park in St. Louis. I wasn't even at the old Bush Stadium. I haven't been down to the new I've one. Been, I was at the old Bush Stadium, the big urinal cake. Let's do that. That would be so fun, so ridiculous. Show up on opening day with our all of our World Series shit on. We probably can't get opening day, but let's try and get that that series. Let's try and go to a game that series. That might be the one time they sell out this year as opening day. That was great. They had shitty crowds all year. I know. (laughs) I don't know how they are the best fans in baseball. I didn't even. I wasn't even paying attention to that account after they won it. I'm sure there was a lot of n words thrown around at Jason Hayward. I'm sure. Oh. Let's talk. Jason Hayward had to delete his Twitter account, and I, that can't have been just because of St. Louis fans. If you're a Cubs fan and you were tweeting negative shit at Jason Hayward, go kill yourself right now. Because, like, fuck you. He was – he yes, he had a very bad offensive year. That is – he has a very long contract. He is a very long time to redeem himself. He was a leader in that clubhouse. He had some plays in the world – in the postseason – that no one else on that team would have played, would have made that were instrumental, maybe Elmora, that were instrumental. He, I, I'm, I hope that we never hear exact details of that speech because that is, it's just going to cement like how tall tale his, his railings cry was. And I loved what they said about him. I forget if it was Rizzo or someone said, like Jason's a quiet guy. So when he like he saved his bullet for the exact time, <laughs> that the, like, I th- the whole time I was like I was this is going to be the time that Hayward has his big hit. This is going to be the time that Lester actually does successfully throw to first base. He's going to wait till the exact moment that they need it. This is going to be the time that Lackey isn't a fucking asshole to all his teammates. <laughs> Things that these guys hadn't done all year. Um, and like Montero was the perfect example of it. He's and he, not that Montero didn't have big hits during the year, but um. It was it was so cool that he was the one that that delivered that speech. Um, so fuck you if you are one of the reasons that Jason Hayward deleted his Twitter because that I'm glad he did be if, because if it was just like filling him with negative shit and I hope he comes back like a monster last year next year. Um, yeah, he's gonna be here for a long time and he's gonna be good. I bet for the next at the play and he was so terrific in the field all year. And I'm glad he didn't bring the negative results at the plate out into the field. But um, it's a goddamn shame that it couldn't have been just Cardinal fans that would, because I'm sure he knows that Cardinal fans are pieces of shit for the most part. Um, but like, well, he didn't, didn't seem all that anxious to go back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's my last thought. That's my last negative thought about anything that happened this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I want to do that. Let's go to let's go to St. Louis road trip, early April. Oh my god, we have to do it. <laughs> we have to do it. That would be the best to watch a Cubs game as world as defending world champs in St. Louis. 
we'll have to um we should mock up this this like a, a horrible uh cheap um version of the world series trophy and we'll just carry it around bush <laughs> you don't want to pay um i think it was fifteen hundred dollars for a replica trophy i saw like you know the facebook directed ads or a call of course all cub shit directed yeah. at me and i'm like oh my god cool they have a replica trophy thinking it's gonna be like this little tiny thing for you know 100 bucks which i would have definitely considered there is one of those you, you can get a little oh really you don't have to. yeah oh maybe i'll try and get that but uh yep. but yeah when i saw 1500 bucks i'm like okay that's yeah. a little that's a it's a weird looking trophy it's i oh so i assume they're gonna do uh, that's gonna be all over chicago and and the area so i i would think i mean the please the red sox managed to work out something when they won where they they must have drawn a limit as to size of town but they claimed they took the trophy that off season to or not it took more than just the off season they took the 2004 trophy to every town in new england Every little town got a chance to spend, you know. That's badass. To to go to go see the trophy in person. The Cubs should do something like that. Well, I will definitely I will definitely see it at some point if I have to travel a bit. I want to see that thing up close and personal. Um yeah, what a thing. It's the only one they have because there there yeah. wasn't any kind of trophy. There was a ring. I saw it at the in Cooperstown, a very very eroded yeah. ring from the 1908. Maybe it was 1907. Um, I don't think that this trophy. I think it was a coin. It only goes back to the '60s. Yeah, probably. So there's not that. I mean, obviously it's '50 something, which is but... exactly when Bud first took office, right? <laughs> yeah, when he first was named interim commissioner. <laughs> um, but you know what? The, the one, the, the, yeah, it's not the greatest looking trophy. It also looks the most easily breakable. Yeah, I expected. <laughs> like Schwarber was lugging it around. I thought, oh God, Cal's going to drop it. Bring it in half. Because those things seem like. <laughs> Yeah, don't let <laughs> don't hit Ross in the face with it. Um, Ted, Magna Carta says Ted Cruz Rickett said he wants the trophy to be around Chicago as much as the Stanley Cup was. Except, can we not have the like stripper juices on it that the Stanley <laughs> Cup probably had on it? Um, yeah, someone asked me um, if they do the same thing. They're like, do they like do they let all the players have it like with the Stanley Cup? I'm like, I don't think so. I, like I don't know. A, that's unique. I, I think to the Cup, the day. I think so cup. Too. And well, that's and funny. I, that doesn't even go back that far. That's a relatively recent yeah. tradition. One of the teams just decided this would be cool, and so that everybody does it now. Well, and the other thing is, don't ask a Cubs fan what the traditional World Series championship celebration is like, because I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I don't pay any attention. Um, so yeah. Well, the I other did. thing about the about you know the the World Series trophy is the Cubs. They get to keep it. The Stanley Cup, obviously, you have to give it back. Yeah, so when they yeah, do the exactly. day with the Cup thing, there's two guys from the NHL that have to follow. How'd you like that job? Yeah, two guys that have to the, follow the it dancing around all summer. Yeah. yeah you, you, but that Cup has seen some shit, and so those guys have seen some shit. So it's, that's it's had a lot of It's had a lot of naked asses in the Cup. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you don't um, want to put your naked ass on the uh, – maybe some players. <laughs> some of those flags up their ass. I like this trophy. <laughs> uh, you see how ugly the National League one is? Kind of, it's like yeah. it's like part wood and part what it's like. Ugh. And and poor Zobra's MVP trophy is not particularly attractive. He's <laughs> he's been taking it everywhere. He was on. Yeah. Uh, he took oh, it I, to, would be. I guess he was on Jimmy Fallon and he had it on his lap. Yeah. Like, oh, oh hell yeah. I'd I also like, think it's funny that the, you could tell the Cubs are making some of the so at some of the stops the players are having to wear their jersey. Oh yeah. Like Schwarber had his jersey on at. Well, on the, the show with Kelly, and when the three guys were on Fallon, they were in 
their jerseys. But like yeah. Chris Bryant said, fuck that. When he went on Kimmel, he just had a suit on. He's like, hey, Express paid a lot of money. Exactly, for yeah. I'm it. I did love, um, I think Ellen is is a terrific. She was actually a really great stand-up um, back in the day too. But I think she's just one of the most fun people to watch. I Not like I watch her show regularly, but um, when I anytime I see a clip, she's just such a fun human being. Um, and the, the did you see the clip with um Bryant and Ellen? Mm-mm. It was Bryant and Ross, and yeah, Bryant and Ross. Didn't she, they bring some hyperventilating? Oh fan my god, on her staff out? To calm the, no, not on her staff. It was some oh, just a fan, and she was just, I was like, you need to calm down. But um, she gave, she's like, and and Bryant, we understand you're getting married. She gave him a pinstripe tux with his like white tux with, <laughs> with Bryant 17 on the back. It was great, and then he put it on for their next segment. Or is it was either pinstriped or I think the jet the pants were pinstriped and then they or had like Cubs logos all down them. It was great. It was it was terrific. So I hope he wears that for his wedding so his wife can hate him forever. Um, no, it was great. It was. It, it, I love. I love. You know, even the annoying like SNL appearances. I just know that somewhere there's a Cardinals fan that really likes SNL yeah. that it just ruined that experience. Yeah. <gasps> so as bad as some of the, as some of they the, didn't have, they didn't have Albert Pujols on when we yeah. won the world series. Yeah. So as bad as some of the press has been, or as bad as some of the, Yachty, been, Yachty should be a cast member. He's hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's, it's just been gratifying to know that this ruins, this is peeing in someone's Cheerios at some point. <laughs> uh, and I, it's going to continue for the entire off season because we're entitled to be insufferable. Someone had tweeted out, um, you know what, or multiple people I'm sure have tweeted out that uh, if you didn't want us com- celebrating, then you shouldn't have been talking 1908 and Bartman yep. and goats and curses for all this time. And they're absolutely right. And I pointed out, and we also get that time. We get that 108 years to, right. for like, to, even if we, we don't have another one. Yeah. We, we get promise to, not to, uh, not to rub this in your face for more than 108 years. Yeah, that's our, I'll even, that's our I'll even take it back to Bartman. I'll even just take the 13 years back to Bartman. Well, that's, I would guess there's going to be more of these to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be. Well, they're. You know what? Even if they miss the playoffs next year, which I can't see happening because I don't think the Pirates and Cardinals will be any good next year, and I don't even remember the other two neat teams that are in the NL Central at this point. Um, they are always going to be. Well, not always, but for at least the the next decade, are going to be sniffing around the postseason um, every year, and it's going to be. And a worst case scenario, this team is like if they would have missed the postseason in in 2015, that was such a fun, good. They're playing good baseball, and the only time that they lost in the postseason, the games that they lost in the postseason, is when they just stopped doing the things that the the good baseball that they've been playing all year. And that was that was my understanding. Hayward's message to them: It's like you guys. Just let's just do what we've been doing, except for me. Like, let's do what yeah. we've been doing. All I'm going to do opposite. You guys do what you always do, and we'll yeah. see if we win this thing. Yeah, and and they were he was absolutely right because they were they were apps. It was so cool seeing the good guys win and seeing the team that deserved to win win because that doesn't always happen in baseball, and they absolutely deserved it from opening day. Almost ran the table for the, through the whole thing, and it was it was gratifying to see that pay off and to do it in such epic fashion was of course it, it had to be that way it just had to be that way yeah it makes it nice now it yeah exactly little, it was a little um 
more Dicey. drama than we needed. But it was now you look back on it and was say, it well, was... was it more than we needed? Because it was exactly I I feel like yes, of course, in hindsight. But if it would have been a sweep, like I was saying, yes, I'm sure that that would have been much more relaxing during it. But looking back on it, it is so much more gratifying that they not only overcame all the history with that team, but are one of those now footnote teams that are like, oh, it's almost impossible to come back from a 3-1, especially on the road. Except here's this team that now did it that will be mentioned, not only just mentioned in history, but now mentioned in other people's history that are looking at this. But yeah, that 2016 Cubs team was really good. Like that 79 Pirates team was really good. That 85 Royals team was really good. That's how those teams came back. Um, They're in that. So that's so gratifying that they're in that conversation now. Yeah. And you get weird things like the, when Ross hit the home run, he they put up a stat that he was the oldest player ever to hit a home run in a game seven. Mm-hmm. And the record that he broke was Willie Stargell had done it in game seven in 1979, mm-hmm. which had been the last time that a team had won it come back from down three one and had to win six and seven on the road. The road. So that was pretty cool. Just a yeah, there was all sorts of just stuff. a coincidence, but pretty cool. Sure. But there's all there was all sorts of cool stuff that was cool stats and cool history that the team just ran right through that it was that was the i mean obviously the best cub team we've ever seen well and you know kyle schwarber's disappointing world series because <laughs> he didn't hit a home run <laughs> means that he's now there's like a four-way tie now for all-time cub home, home run, run leader because i think dexter i think dexter has five javi Robbie right? has five brian has five i think there's four-way tie now for first yeah. so and how many does rizzo uh, have? yeah i mean that will be not only was the Schwarber thing just unbelievable, A, that he was able to do it, B, that they let him try it, but they don't win the World Series if he doesn't play. Nope, absolutely. They absolutely needed him, and, and it's it's almost ridiculous that it, that, is. That it happened. That's it, just so cool. The the 30 for 30 writer, whoever is, is lucky enough to get that, is probably like, I don't, I, I'll just literally just write what happened, and that's the whole yeah. story. Like, it's just, I mean, obviously, that's what they do for those, but like, the, you, it's not hard to find stories in there. And I hope that they just show, like, at the going to the commercial break or whatever they do for every segment, they just show Cap and Holly fisting each other. Yeah, that was, that would be good. Um, when you watch the, when you watch game seven again, one of the things to look for is um, right before the final out, they show the dugout and Schwarber has his sweatshirt on. And when they show, there's a really cool reaction shot at the end. Joe's just standing there with a Gatorade cup, probably full of wine. <laughs> yeah. No, it was steaming. He was drinking some like tea or something yeah. during that. There was All right, with a little booze mixed into it. <laughs> yeah. Irish coffee. And, he stands there, and the, the final out is made. And he, before he does anything, he he very carefully takes it and sets it down, and turns and like hugs Dave Martinez. That's what I saw the first time I watched it. When you watch the replay, you could see Schwarber just off to the barely. He's barely in camera, and he's busy. He he does it really fast. He takes his sweatshirt off and puts his hat back on and runs out <laughs> on the field. And the reason that that they know to do that is because you don't you want to have your Jersey, name and number name. in all the pictures. And yeah. so I mean, you know that was 100% why he took a sweatshirt off before he ran oh. on the field was so that in all the pictures, you would always be able to find himself. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, <laughs> I, 
I'm sure we're getting toward the end of this, but uh, I I will also point out as I, I know it's popular to hate Joe Buck, and I I have no love lost for Joe Buck, but he did a pretty cool job throughout. The, honestly, all the broadcasters did a pretty good job throughout that entire postseason. I I nothing is going to beat Baskerjan's call of Baez's home run yeah. again off Cueto in Game One, but I thought Buck did. I mean, of course, Pat Hughes is was perfect throughout the postseason, but. Buck, I thought had some pretty nice calls. Um, with like the the um, uh, 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 shit, Montero's grand slam was a great call. Like there were there were some really cool moments, and I thought he did a really nice job. And he let the the crowd so credit where credit is due. As much as I give Joe Buck shit about being a weirdo <laughs> addicted to hair plugs, he um, he and he let the crowd speak pretty well. I thought. Yeah, the thing he's gotten really good at is that he shuts up yeah and i heard a podcast with him he was on he did a podcast with jonah carey and he talked about how he um he used to take a lot of shit for not getting excited about anything in fact the most the most famous example of that is the david tyree helmet catch in the super bowl he barely acknowledges how it was a big deal and he said he was doing that on purpose because that's how pat summerall had done it and that's how he thought that's what basically he was just trying to stay out of the way yeah um He'll never, Cub fans will never get over the fact that he used to be a Cardinal announcer and that his dad was a Cardinal announcer, although Jack was like one of the greatest announcers ever. He was yeah. just awesome. And he is smug and he is a smart ass, but he's had a horrible partner for a long time. McCarver was a lunatic by the end of his, he was senile, I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And then he got Harold Reynolds for well, maybe just one year. But him and Smoltz, I thought actually did a pretty good I like job. Smoltz together and and my brother kept texting me all these horrible you know things about joe buck during games and if he hadn't done that i don't think i would even notice that joe buck was doing yeah i agree i was busy watching what the hell was going on and um like i wrote you know he made a big deal out of yes he he went over the top and with his praise for clinton kershaw well you know what clinton kershaw is kind of awesome and it made it that much it made it that much of a bigger story when the Cubs pounded him in game six of the NLCS. The only I, just, thing, I, I think people want to be mad at Joe. Right. And they just find reasons to be mad at him. Right. And I the don't only think he's thing great, I did, horrible. I, I didn't think he was that. I didn't think he was as bad as people were making it out to be about Kershaw. No, and, Cub and fans are really, you don't know if you've ever noticed this, Cub fans are really sensitive. Yeah. Um, well, and the one- they seem to get upset that he would <clears throat> dare to get excited when something good would happen for the other team. Yeah. Um, well, it was exciting. The world series was yes. exciting. Like, uh, well, and the other thing is too, um, the one thing that I did agree that he, I mean, the narrative of Lester throw, not throwing to first yes. base got exhausting. Yeah. And like, that was, you know, that was, that was a little bit excessive. I, especially the, when those, it's very rare that, uh, it happened. Matters. It did happen in the world series, but it's very rare that that really would ever cost him. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it was just so, I mean, yeah, you can mention, and like, and like, it was just, oh, look at the lead that he's taking yeah. over there. Like if he would just throw him, it's like, yeah, we, okay, shut up. Like well, that was the only time. I and was weren't you the one that pointed out that anytime a player would hit a foul ball, he would, Joe would say it was a good swing. Yes. Yes. That yes. became very distracting. Cause he someone did it. Got, yeah. Someone got very annoned with me over I, and over and over again. Yeah great cut or good swing good, yeah just because he made contact like that <laughs> would have been uh, better if he hit it fair 
Wouldn't that have been a better swing? Um, Magna Carta pointed out on Joe Buck to quote the Shawshank Redemption, the colossal prick even managed to sound magnanimous. (laughs) That's about right. That's a good line. Um, But uh, it is funny. There were people I I, I read where people were like, he doesn't want the Cubs to win because he's a Cardinal fan. I'm like, I guarantee you, God wants to have on his resume that he called the World Series when the Red Sox won, and he called the World Series when the Cubs won. Yep, and he and is going to be the soundtrack. Do you know, he, you, can't, you can't fake it. He was genuinely excited. It was exciting. Last play. I mean, yep. he if he's either the greatest actor in the world or he lost his shit because he just saw the Cubs make a play that won the World Series. And I haven't seen Anchorman too because Anchorman is fucking terrible. But I guarantee that he's not the greatest actor in the world. Um, I saw Anchorman too, and I don't remember that he's in it, but I'm sure he is. I, I, just, I know Harrison Ford was in it. Oh, really? I will definitely not see that. Um, The um, no, you're right. And he, uh, uh, not only is that cool on his resume, but he is the soundtrack for. I mean, how many times are you going to watch that World Series DVD? A million, like every day until for the rest of my life, probably. Maybe just once. I think I watched Game Four of the when they beat the Cardinals last year. I watched it in its entirety three or four times last winter. Oh God. Like, was, oh, there's nothing on. I'll just watch that again. I was, yeah, I was at that one as I've mentioned many, many times. Oh, you're and, talking about a Vascursion and the, and the Javi Baez call the MLB network on last Sunday night played, they played games. They played, well, they played all the games of the world series again, but they were using the international feed, which was um, Vascursion and Buck Martinez. Oh, and, Basker, somebody wrote after Javi's home run, wouldn't it have been, somebody tweeted, wouldn't it have been funny if he'd have given it a Santa Maria, you know, like he did in the, on the show. Yeah. When Russell hits the grand slam in game six, that's how Vaskersian calls it. Oh, cool. He goes, Santa Maria. <laughs> it's like, holy crap, he actually did it. God, I love Vaskersian. Vaskersian. Yeah, he's good. He should I, get more. I wish he would. I wish they would give him just let Joe do football and let Vaskersian do baseball. Yeah, and I and this is saying I don't really I don't I, I like we just said I think Buck gets an unnes takes an unnecessary beating because he's not he's not terrible he's got an okay voice but Vaskersian is I do remember um what what year I don't know how many years ago it was it wasn't that it was in the 2010s I think that when there was the la- the last day of baseball it was like when um. Uh, uh, Evan Longoria hit the home run to, to clinch for the, the Tampa Bay. Like there was like six different games that were crucial to the figuring out the postseason, And all of them were completely insane. And it was after the MLB network existed, please It was please excursion, Harold Reynolds. I think all it was 2011 from, was it? Yeah. That's what I thought it was right. It was right. And it, just they they were showing like reactions where these guys they it's not like they were live it's not like the cameras were on them i think it was the reaction of longoria's home run it the just the reaction from all these guys it's the jubilation it's just the pure excitement for the the crazy game of baseball was so fun to watch and i yeah i think viscurgeon should get more national attention um is he still calling the show i haven't bought the show in a couple of years that night the night you just referenced, if that if the, all that shit doesn't happen, the Cubs don't win the World Series this year, because that oh, yeah, was when the Red Sox lost and the Rays won. Um, that's what got Theo. it got. It's the Red Sox demanded that Theo fire Francona. He yeah. didn't want to do it, and he did it. And then that's when he got his he got out of his contract. He came to the Cubs. Yep. Um, 
That's right. So it was a pretty big night in Cub history, and we didn't even know it as it was happening. And Joe was involved, obviously, because the yep. Rays, if, if, if Joe's Rays don't catch the Red Sox, yeah, he's not managing the Cubs yeah. X amount of years later. So the mo- one of the most exciting days in sports, because that was probably yeah, it was amazing. the most exciting day in MLB history, as far as I can, because like there were legitimately, and the only game that, wa- I remember the only game that wasn't close, I think it was like Astros Cardinals or something, was the only game that was like a decisive game that was like a kind of a blowout. It was like seven nothing, if yeah. I recall correct, something like that. Um, and it had been earlier in the day. All of the night games were like nail biters and all of them, well, all the ones that meant something were all super exciting. So I remember that. But yeah, it's anyway. back when for I don't know, there was a few years there where baseball didn't finish on a weekend. It was like yeah. a Wednesday night, yep. Tuesday night. And the um the Red Sox had gotten a pretty comfortable lead and they blew that. And the yep. Yankees had a huge lead on the Rays, but because they were getting ready for the playoffs, um Girardi just started using bullpen guys yeah. and the Rays caught up. Yeah. So Joe Girardi helped us out too. Who knew? Thanks, Joe. Yeah. All right, Dylan, we're coming up on two hours. People are probably sick of talking about the 2016 yes, World Series champion. I'm sure they're tired of it. I thought we were going to go 108 years. With this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, also, by the way, I you did fool me into you misdirected me into thinking you were retiring to Sibio. So good one as you, yeah. as you wrote your final post. And it did from, seem like a good day to quit. And then I said, ah fuck it. Hey, no, about so many bad teams, I might as well yeah, stay. This is gonna be the best now, right? Although I do think actually I it was more it was easier and more fun to write when they were terrible because of my tone. But um whereas Yeah now, there's a lot more stuff to make fun of. I mean yeah. I think I think the athletic expected that I I would be around to be able to make fun of the Cubs all year long. And then they go out and have the best season I've ever had. And mm-hmm. so I had to shift my tone a little bit, but. Uh, well, you're a very good uh, voice of the people. I'm sorry that you're not running the most popular Cubs blog of all time. Yeah. Can I don't, I don't know that I'd want to run that blog. <laughs> I don't think it would be a good fit. <laughs> I couldn't put, I, you know what though? You, I would have you, changed you... most of those people off. I mean, Al tries. Un- unintentionally to run them off. I would have intentionally tried to run them off. <laughs> um, good season. Congrats. Yeah. My hot take is coming up at some point, probably next, next week when you're all sick of reading Cubs right. World Series articles, but mine will at least be something unique, I hope. Yeah. Well, I think we, we talked about it. I think we should do this. At some point during the offseason, because fans will be able to do it different ways, either well, maybe. Like if you have like right now, you can watch all of the playoff games. If you had an MLB.tv subscription, you can just go back and watch them all. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when the DVDs come out that have the World Series games, we need to do like a director's commentary. Jason, oh, just tell people when to start the game, and then they can watch it okay. and listen to us, you know, make ridiculous, um, you know, comments about the game. I think that would be fun. That's a bunch of hours of my life that will never, although we won't have to deal with commercials. No, it won't take, it won't take that long. Yeah. We could even skip ahead. Now we move to the fourth inning because we nothing do, happened in the third. Or whatever. We could do for clinching games too. Because they had. Oh, I was games. just thinking we would just do game seven, but yeah, we could do. Oh, okay. Cool. We could do more than that, I guess. Maybe we do the pennant one and we do the, maybe we do game six of the Dodgers and game seven of the Indians. Deal. Relatively momentous moments in cup history. It's 
the DVD isn't out for a while anyhow. So we have time yeah. to make that plan. And I don't think they'll put the – we do the DVD, they'll only do the World Series. I mean, I'm sure there'll be yeah. things on it about that, but I think the only games in its entirety will be the seven World Series games. Or we could subscribe to MLB.TV. Let's do a production meeting right on the air live. Nobody's listening anymore. This basically <laughs> is one. People gave up a long time ago. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. I'm so glad that we had to meet so many times for podcasts. This yeah. is awesome. And, and we the were maximum, right. they, they got us the maximum amount of times we were going to do it. So, yep. And you guys that doubted that they were going to win, you're wrong. And you should just listen to us more often. And if you guys want to subsidize my tickets next year, because they probably are going to go up a little bit in price, maybe a little. To PayPal money at <laughs> at Kermit. I should probably set that up. Um, I'll start yeah. a Kickstarter. We'll do a GoFundMe. Yeah, we'll do a GoFundMe <laughs> for you and your season tickets. All right, Dolan. Let's right. let's make plans to go to uh, that. Yeah, we gotta go to we gotta go opening Cardinals. week and or whatever that is. We gotta go to the Cardinals and then we're gonna go to opening day against see the ring ceremony for the Cubs. Deal. Deal. The ring Deal. ceremony. Amazing. Unbelievable. I actually bought a. Uh, I've never bought an avatar item for my little Xbox character. I bought a Cubs World Series ring, although for ninety nine cents. Although it kind of cheapened it when I saw that you could buy one for literally any team. I'm oh. like, well, that kind of. Yeah. Well, you you know you have the only one that's that's you know, accurate. The really, yeah. The you have the only real fake ring. <laughs> exactly. Fake virtual digital digital ring. fake digital ring. Well, get it digital. Yeah, fingers digital. Yeah, that's perfect. All rings are digital. I'm gonna get you on stage Except for nose rings, <laughs> belly rings, toe rings. Well, all right, toe rings are... Okay, good. Um, all right, Dylan. Happy all right. Cubs World Series victory. Yeah. Happy Cubs World Series victory, everyone. <laughs> and Veterans Day, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that too. Those really go together. Really well. All right, that's enough. Later, Dylan. <laughs>